good evening. Hey, John. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's great to hear from you. I uh, think you've been flourishing today, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> I bet you have been too. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, it's uh, we attract who we are. So if you flourish, you attract people who are flourishing. And that's how you change the world one person at a time. One that's moment right. At a time. Yeah. That's right. I believe you had a great day and uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you for joining us this evening. It's going to be awesome. Um, we've been doing this uh, uh, episodes. First of all, uh, I want to welcome you, everyone uh, who will be listening to this podcast. Uh, my name is John and uh, I speak and train to inspire people to stretch them from their comfort zone to be better and to be the best they can be. Um, I'm joined uh, in this podcast by someone who is passionate to drive change in the healthcare industry because, as we know, um, healthcare industry has people who take care of all of us to be better. Uh, and uh, when we have people who are taking care of the healthcare staff and healthcare people, it is super exciting. And yeah. She says uh, it is not a job. What she does is not a job, but it's a purpose. What a fulfilling statement. And we'll be very excited to hear from her today. And uh, I can't I can tell you that she's just amazing and uh, she nails it. So today, get ready to listen to Laurie Shabako. Yes, thank you, John. You are too kind. You are too kind. Um, I'm just doing what I love and I'm very blessed to be able to to do what I love um, yeah yeah you know we need people like you who um, inspire other people as well to do what they love because uh, sometimes uh, people struggle in a way of connecting and relating to their job and to the opportunities and uh, when you have people who do the what they love, like yourself, happy people, serving people, especially the patients, it's it's just amazing, and uh, uh, we really appreciate you. This being the Thanksgiving week, how exciting is it to be speaking to, with you this evening? Because I, I'm sure in a little bit we'll be uh, speaking about uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, as a continuation to communicating and connecting. Yes, it's um, it's interesting. I, I saw something, and we do this every year. You know, people do um, their three weeks of thanks before Thanksgiving, and um, especially the week of Thanksgiving, everyone starts talking about all the things that they're thankful for. But um, I saw a post today on LinkedIn, and someone commented, "Why do we wait um, until you know a certain time of year?" Or, you know, there's something that has to drive that when that's the mindset that we should be in every single day, mm-hmm. you know, yes. being thankful and having that gratitude. Um, yeah, I believe what you're driving at is um, moving Thanksgiving to thanks living. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I'll tell you this. Culturally, I think it's something that has been there and... Uh, uh, I ask the same thing uh, you're asking. Why do we have to wait the last minute? Nah, sometimes I think we're human beings and sometimes we have to, oh, it's the holiday season again. And we have to flow with the flow. And uh, 
sometimes we need the distru- disruptors to disrupt the culture and uh, to bring this uh, you know thanksgiving every single day the culture of gratitude that influences people and heals people wow this is good this we with the spirit of thanksgiving or I, i i wanted to reflect with you um you know you, your path your journey especially because you work in this uh, very um profound healthcare sector with patients and in, in the hospitals um and i know having spoken a few uh, days ago you mentioned how patients and families you know come to you and uh, give thank you and you mentioned that those are some of the mom- memorable moments in your in your work and you know it's 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 amazing how they show gratitude can you just speak a little bit about that um yes you know it is being in you know in this line of work especially in an emergency department um you know we people don't come see us when they they feel great right and so it takes such little effort um to make that positive impact in someone's life and by building those connections <clears throat> and you know I kind of have the mindset of you know when I walk in a patient's room and people who know me will tell you um I'm very particular about my patients because they're my family yeah. you know and that helps me to build that rapport um I have been a patient and I know I'm not a good patient so <laughs> I I mean you know um yeah. So it would be very it's very difficult for me to certainly think that anyone what is a good patient. Mm-hmm. You know, um and I, I was just I just worked in the ER for a couple of hours today and I was you know blessed to have some great families touch my life and and I want to give that back to them. Mm-hmm. You know, every experience to be a great experience and for them to know, hey that nurse really cared about me. Um I know that you know she was working really hard for me to make sure I was taken care of and um you know we all have tough moments but in that moment when you're with that person you know I'm thankful that I'm able to be there taking care of them you know and and I try to communicate that through my body language and you know a lot of it too is just being your true authentic self I walk in I I mean sure I am their nurse but I'm a I'm another human just like they are and um and I am just as equally thankful for them as they are hopefully for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like what you said there. So being thankful sounds is like something that you practice you know, almost all the time. And I want to ask you this um what does that do to you and to other people and how is your process like Well I mean if that's the attitude that you live with every day I mean if we're all human we're all going to have times that we just feel down and out and defeated you know that's just human nature but if your general practice is to live and be thankful and to have gratitude it will carry over you know so if you have that mindset when you're in any business relationship that you don't see it as business how how am i thankful and blessed in this opportunity and that in itself just it is such a transformation i can tell you that you know this is not how i've always viewed things as 
as a nurse in my career, you know, I had to, um, it's like you have to come full cycle and you kind of have to, that is what helped me the best in making my job not so difficult. It's just like they say, focus on the things that you have and not the things that you don't have. So, you know, when you walk into that, you know, crazy, chaotic situation where people are not always, you know, easy to deal with because they don't feel well or you have families who are concerned or whatever it may be. If you, if you're like, gosh, I'm so thankful that I get to be here taking care of this person because I know I'm going to do a great job. Yeah. I love that. I love that you said it's an attitude. Uh, I think Zig Ziglar is the one who says, um, you know, positive attitude will always lead you to a higher altitude. And I think the gratitude, the attitude of gratitude is going to lead you higher to a higher altitude. And the best part is that you don't go there alone, you go with people. Um, right. And, and, and I love when you say that um, uh, it allows you to serve other people and they it can, they, that can reflect. They look at you and it shows outright through your body language that I want to be here. I want to be here to serve you. Um, so part of uh, gratitude process, we know it's communication is connecting. And sometimes we don't always know how to, to, to show gratitude. And, and sometimes even when people show gratitude to us, we don't know how to receive it, right? Yeah. So can you open our eyes on uh, giving and receiving gratitude? Um, you know, for me, and receiving gratitude from, you know, a patient or even just a, a colleague acknowledging me, thank you for helping me out with this. You know, I, I try to be mindful. I know there are times I probably forget just because it gets so crazy. Um, I try to make sure I always thank people for helping me out or whatever it is because I don't ever want to seem that I've taken that for granted. Even though if we're all supposed to be in it together, if someone stops what they're doing and they, they help me if I, if I need them. Um, but then for a patient and their family to say thank you, you know, a bonus, all of that stuff doesn't really matter if you don't feel appreciated. But for the people that I actually was providing the care to, for them to say, thank you, you know, you've taken great care of, of me and tonight, and it wasn't just for me in particular, he, he made reference to everyone who had been involved in his care tonight. He made the statement, he said, you guys have been exemplary, all of you. Let me ask you this. Have you ever come across these people who, when you, say thank you so much i appreciate you for what you have done or who you are they say ah no worries don't worry about it ah it was so simple ah that's nothing have you ever come across those people who reject I, thanks well i i mean i i say that and yes i i know other people who say that <laughs> all right so i'm sticking to that <laughs> sorry I, I had to pick you up on this <laughs> Yeah. Was, talk to me about why do people reject uh, gratitude and Thanksgiving and now because I'm speaking with you as an example. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I don't, it, for, it's easier to give it, I think, than it is to receive it. You know, um, just like compliments, you know, when people pay you a compliment, you know, 
you, you know, you look really pretty or I like that dress or your hair looks great for some reason. I don't know why it seems it, it's easier to say that to people and acknowledge them than it is to receive it. Yeah, you know what I think? I think, as you said, sometimes is that a uh, little negative attitude that we have. And I think because gratitude begets gratitude, when people give you a compliment, compliment begets compliment. You're supposed to respond with a sense of gratitude and kindness to them because they are being intentional in giving you that. So you be intentional to receive it. Yes. And I had, I actually, uh, several years ago, someone told me they're like Laurie when someone pays you a compliment just say thank you yes just say thank you <laughs> that's how um, it should <laughs> right um but it yeah. took someone making me aware of that you know yeah and I know like not that... to feel awkward by it but just to yeah. say well thank you yeah, I want to I wanna like uh, just rush you here a little bit because tomorrow there will be a lot of conversations of Thanksgiving on how people uh, express those gratitudes. Do you recommend people writing down like 52 or 365 things they're grateful for and they can share with their families and with their friends and uh, something like that? I do. And just as we, you mentioned before about uh, Thanksgiving instead of Thanksgiving, I think it's Are you there? You. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I, I thought there was a, a bad connection or something. Um, I I feel like that if that's something that we practiced every single day, whether mm -hmm. we shared it with our families at Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving is not um, or being grateful, gratitude in itself. It's it's not a statement. It is it is an attitude and it's it's a mindset yeah um but to write one thing down every day if you you know if you get into the habit just like you get up and you brush teeth and you have a glass you know a glass of juice or a cup of coffee whatever it is you know make that a part of your daily ritual right from the beginning because that will help start you off uh, in the right frame of mind and yeah just sit down and talk about those things uh, with your family over, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or Mother's Day. If you're, yeah. if people, everyone doesn't have the, you know, the gift of being able to see their, their mother or their father or even talk to them on the phone because they're no longer with us. So yeah. any, anything that you can find, you know, to be grateful for, um, absolutely. Wow. I love that. You know, my mom one time said to us that, uh, Every time we are doing dishes, it's a moment of gratitude. It's a moment for you to reflect for the food, for everything that you have, and also to pray for those people who have nothing to eat so that it's, they can get something to eat. So not only uh, an opportunity for tomorrow when you have a lot of dishes going on, uh, you know, young folks, you know, kids, it's a moment for you to step up and show gratitude, saying, everybody sit down, I'm going to do the dishes today because I want to thank everyone for That's being right. with us. That's right. Yes. This is so exciting, Laurie. I'm super, super pumped. And uh, everybody who is catching up this podcast, um, I'm going to tell you, uh, Laurie um, is so passionate about taking care of people at work, uh, the patients, the colleagues. And uh, she is just phenomenal. And uh, she believes that every one of us, every one of us can do something today 
to create a change. And that thing can be just as simple as gratitude, appreciating gratitude and giving gratitude and receiving gratitude, being thankful every day for everything that you do. So Laurie, what are you grateful for as we celebrate Thanksgiving? Well, John, one, I'm grateful for you. I have to say that. I have, I'm very, very grateful uh, to call you a friend and a colleague, and I'm, I'm so thankful um, to be working with you. And, of course, I'm thankful for my family, my health. There, there's so many things I'm thankful for. Um, the fact that my family will sit down and have a meal to eat tomorrow, um, yeah. and we will be sitting in my mother's home, and, you know, that that there's a roof over her head and that we'll have heat, thank goodness, because I don't like cold weather. Um, but the, the, we have the means to get there, you know, there's, the, and I'm, I'm thankful that um, my family, you know, I, I thank God and I thank God that I thank God um, yeah. that, that, you know, we're, we're able just to all be together. That's awesome. That's awesome. I tell you, yeah, this is being the Thanksgiving uh, season. I encourage everyone to uh, be very intentional in the way they speak about their Thanksgiving tomorrow. Not only to say I'm thankful for my health, for example, you can say I'm thankful for my hands because they allow me to hold this bowl of turkey. You know, I'm yes. thankful for something specific. Oh, John's going to have know, a bowl of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, be grateful because it's <laughs> super important, right? Yes. Yes, yes. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, we are grateful as well for our clients, uh, our customers, uh, you know, our patients that you serve and everything that uh, everyone in the healthcare does to make sure that we are healthy, we're able to uh, live life uh, to the fullest. So Laurie, what are your parting uh, thoughts now that we are coming to the top of the hour? What do you tell our listeners today? Well, first, if anyone's traveling, uh, be safe getting where you're going and, um, and do embrace the attitude of um, gratitude. I, I know, I very well know, I've, you know, I've gotten three children, you know, from birth. My oldest one's 23. My youngest is nine. And I know how chaotic it is. And everyone could get started off on the wrong foot, just trying to get out the house. You know, it's like herding cats, right? So, I mean, and that frustration that can happen, but just kind of stop and think, you know, look at all the stuff that I have and and that can be really hard to do sometimes especially when you're you know I've heard people talk about it like on Sunday mornings when they're trying to get the family ready to go to church um but to just focus on the fact look look what the end goal is you know you're getting together you're being with your family I'm thankful for those people who you know are out there working tomorrow taking time away from their families you know, to keep us safe and to be in the hospital. I won't be there tomorrow. Um, and, you know, all yeah, of the, all of the, all of the service workers who are out there, fire, EMS, law enforcement, um, healthcare providers, just everyone who will be taking time out of their day tomorrow to provide a service so that we can have the things that we need also. Yeah, definitely. And we also thank all the uh, servicemen and women in the military, the 
Oh, Greens, absolutely. Yeah, everyone who serves to protect the country. Um, we are super grateful. And I am also very grateful for you, Lori, to allow yourself to, you know, to be here. I'm thankful for who you are and who you are going to be because this is just a beginning. Uh, I think every day is beginning and I'm super grateful that we'll be able to um, celebrate Thanksgiving with our loved ones. And uh, wow, thank you so much. And uh, my dear listener, this has been an amazing time. Um, hopefully you get something to inspire you. Even if this is outside your comfort zone to speak about your gratitude with people, take the challenge. Be out there and say, I am thankful for whatever it is that you're thankful. Absolutely. And you have... <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm super, super happy, Lord, that we get to do this. What do you think? I am too. I am too. I'm very thankful for you. And um, we're in this together. And we're definitely going to make that change. Yes, we're going to make that change. Do one thing. Try one thing differently to get different results. Try one method of gratitude and uh, you'll see different feedback different results so with that thank you for joining us my name again is john um and i inspire people to get out of their comfort zones to be the best they can be and you have been with us as well uh, with laurie who helps you to flourish in life in your business and at work from us yeah. we thank you so much and we wish you a happy thanksgiving thank you all for listening and happy thanksgiving all right good night hello hello welcome to our podcast yeah this is an amazing moment an amazing time after thanksgiving i'm sure most of us really celebrated the thanksgiving expressing gratitude for who we are and for those people around us whom we love not only that, but also what we have and in hope of getting what we are seeking. So thank you for joining us uh, this afternoon. And uh, today, as usual, we are your co-hosts, Laurie and John. And this is our, our podcast, Flourishing with Laurie and John. I'm going to invite Laurie to say hi to our listeners and we will see what she has for us. Welcome, Laurie. Hey, John, how's it going today? And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I am uh, very grateful for the one that I have with my family. So, and yes, I'm excited to be here with John today and um, talking about we're still doing a, a run on our Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. And today we wanted to talk about uh, how connecting is really all about others. Yes, I love that. I love that. Uh, thank you for uh, plugging in that in there. You know, today we are talking about connecting is all about others. Zig Ziglar, a man I follow and I love his work, said, if you help enough people get what they want, you will definitely get what you want. And uh, we want to explore why is connecting very important? Why is it all about others, not ourselves? And how can that help us leverage our work, leverage our businesses, leverage our growth as individuals and as we run our companies? Having said that, there are a few things that I just want to remind our listeners that over the course of the previous episodes, we talked about 
why it is important to connect with our individuals, listeners, colleagues, because that creates an understanding, common ground. And this is a very important aspect. And you are in for a show because Laurie here, who is passionate, working with healthcare professionals, not only healthcare professionals, but really any other professional. And she says, this is not a job, it is a purpose. And I can't wait to hear what Laurie has prepared for us today. Laurie, tell us, yes. connecting is all about others. What do you say? Um, you know, it is so important, you know, regardless of what, if you're talking about business relationships or personal relationships, um, to really focus more on others than we do ourselves. And um, like you said, if you help people get what they want, then they will help you get what you want. Now, some people, and a lot of us by nature, I'm sure, um, will give and give and give. But even the most giving person will stop doing that um, if they're helping someone who's one, not helping themselves, but they're not, they're not helping you too in some way. Um, just like, you know, in the last podcast, I mentioned how, you know, even though my patients don't really do anything for me in the sense of, Hey, I'm going to take care of you. I need you to run over and pick me up something to eat when you leave here. Not that kind of thing, but they do give something back to me. And mm -hmm. even if it's um, just by being kind, you know, kindness, um, or a thank you, something, um, you know, that gives me uh, that motivation and it, it lets me know that what I'm doing every day is worth it. And, um, you know, it is, is immature one to focus on yourself instead of others. And um, what we need to do is be in that mindset and get in the practice of seeing and acting on the b behalf of others is pushing our ego aside. Mm -hmm. It's uh, really interesting when you say that because ego devalues our connection and all the moments what we are trying to do, especially when we are dealing with any, anyone really, is to empower them to be a good communicator and a good connector, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And I think lots of times, you know, we don't even realize that we're doing it, you know, say for instance, um, when we're when we're speaking to others or, you know, when we're doing a presentation, you know, lots of times it's very easy to get focused on, you know, if you're doing a good job, what are people thinking? What does it mean when people don't applaud? You know, um, if I tell a joke and they didn't laugh or, you know, or there's no emotion, you know, we we're so focused and that's, and even that, that in itself, um, that creates a barrier. Yeah. Um, so if you, when you kind of let that go and you, and you tear that wall down, um, then you're able to really build that bridge and form that connection and it's a relationship forms. Yeah. Well, I'm so, um, and it's, it is when people do this, um, one, when you let go of all that and you're not focused on all that other, all that other stuff and you you remember it's all about, again, purpose. You know, why are you there? Why are you speaking? Why are you even having a conversation with another person and getting out of your own head and not focusing on what, what are they thinking of me right now? Yeah. Why, why are you there in the first place? The focus should be on 
others or the other person? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, place whereby I tell a joke and people don't laugh. And I'm like, oh, they don't like me, do they? <laughs> you know? It's easy to do. It's easy to do. It's easy to say this. It's not working, especially if you are, whether you're speaking or you're training. Uh, and then you don't connect with people because uh, you are putting yourself ahead of the wagon. It, when if you take the focus to them and now the focus becomes them, then it becomes easier for you to connect to them. Um, and uh, it's quite fascinating you say that because when I think about connecting, I look at all the concepts or, or components of communication, whether it's words, the body language, the, the, the tone of voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, as John says, John Maxwell says, when you're communicating with people, and I think there's a research that has been done all over, uh, you can Google this, that 7% um, of our communication just comes from our words. 38% is the tone of voice and 55% is body language. So how can we make sure that we are in alignment, what we say and what our body you know, is communicating that all of them are in alignment that we are really connecting with others? Well, you know, awareness is a big thing, you know, and um, it goes back to being authentic being in that moment you know um people know if you when they see you just by your facial expression you know are you smiling when you're talking to them or you know is there eye contact there you know do do they know you know do they do they know you you care for them that you are there to help them and also can they trust you on some level um and just by our body language you know if we it's very important, you know, when you're talking to someone, I have a bad habit of standing with my arms crossed because I'm cold all the time. And I've become <laughs> so aware of it now. I try not to do that, you know, if I'm, you know, having patient contact or anything, because um, that everyone knows that that is interpreted or can be as a sign of being closed off. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so hands in our pockets, things like that. Um, another big thing too is, you know, and I just saw a physician do this today. And whenever I see a, a provider do this, when they go in and sit down at the bedside mm -hmm. and they're not standing there with one hand on the door and the same for, you know, all healthcare professionals, but, um, you know, one, the perception is that they've spent more time in the room, but two, it says, you know, I'm here for you and I'm not in a hurry to run out somewhere else. And don't get me wrong, it's very busy. There's a lot to do. But just the fact that they take that time and they sit down at the bedside mm -hmm. to talk to the patient about what's going on, that, that in itself, that simple act of sitting versus standing says, I am all yours right now, and you have my undivided attention. Let's talk about this. Wow. And it will also force us to kind of slow down a little bit, too. Um, and it does help. It, it lets the patient, you know, feel that they're cared about, that the, the provider is actually there to help them. And it builds a sense of trust. Wow. You know, you know, I love what you just said there, that, you know, someone can go and sit by the bedside. You know, what comes to my mind is even as leaders, we need to go to the level of the people we serve and bring them up with us. Yes. So that we are not talking to the people. We are not talking to them. We are not telling them what to do. 
we are on a journey with them. Right. Well, and, you know, in order to add value to others, you have to actually value those people. Um, if you don't value them, then you're, you're really not going to be truly invested in adding a lot of value. You're going to do it exactly what you have to do and nothing more, you know? And so when, when you're making that connection, it should be um, just like for a leader, you know, um, when your team feels valued um, and then you say, what can I do? You know, what is it that I can do to increase my value to others and increase their value, help them increase their value. We rise by lifting others. Yes, definitely. I agree with you. So my dear listeners, as you listen, uh, this is just powerful stuff. You know, putting others first, um, valuing them before we say anything, looking for common ground, connecting with them, um, going to their level and rising with them. This is a powerful message from Laurie. It's, It's wonderful to have you, Laurie, with us and uh, share with us and just uh, add value to us. You know, we really appreciate that. Well, I, you know, I appreciate being able, you know, to work with you and do this because, you know, you and I think very much alike. We believe in the same things. We, we want the same things. We both believe in serving others. And um, I'm, I'm very thankful that you and I are able to do this. And I, I think, and this is a very good example, you know, when I talk to you, and I hope you feel this way when you talk to me that, you know, yeah. that when I'm speaking that I am very passionate. Um, if, if I communicate something that I know, but I don't really feel it and I don't believe it, then my communication is going to come across as being dispassionate. Yes, yeah. um, if there's something I know, um, but I don't do it and it's not how I live, it's not my practice, then it's just a theoretical statement. Mm-hmm. It, it's really, it really has it doesn't have the same amount of meaning if I, you know, practice what you preach, right? Practice what you preach. Yes. Yes. That's, I mean, and (laughs) you know, if it's, if there's something that I, you know, if I have very strong feelings about something, but it's not something that I really know to be facts, then, you know, I'm just, I'm communicating things that are unfounded. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's very, um, I see this a lot too. Um, there are a lot of, um, assumptions about um, patients, especially in, in certain groups. And um, there's a lot of medical bias and I, you know, and it's wrong and we've all been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. You know, I've made assumptions about what appeared to be. And then I found out it was very different. Yeah. Um, so that communication is presumptuous and people may think that they're not doing it, yeah. but they're doing it. It's not the same as if, you know, you would not present that same information um, with the same tone, the same body language. It's just like we were saying before about how much of it is what we actually say. Um, if, if there's something that you do and you don't really feel it, then it's, you know, it's very robotic. It's, it's mechanical. It does really, um, it, again, and, and people know this, you know, they sense it. And it's funny because I listen to people all the time and they're like, I just don't understand why this, this person acted this way. And, and it's, um, they're getting back what they were putting out and they, they don't even realize it. Wow. 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 This is just uh, powerful stuff. And uh, I want to remind everyone that um, it's important to look 
in our lives, look in ourselves and ask ourselves, how do we connect with others? How do we connect with people? How do I come off? Exactly. You know, and, and ask every single time because sometimes we forget to reflect and we are just pointing fingers. And I would love to encourage every one of us that in order to flourish in our connection to our communication, our relationships, we have to seek to connect with others and we have to put others first. Again, my friends, it's a pleasure. And if you'd like to learn more about Lori, you can go to chooseflourish.com, chooseflourish.com. And you can read more about her and the work she does in coaching, um, leadership training and speaking, as well as her passion of taking care of our patients. So Lori, what are your final thoughts on this? Um, my final thoughts are, and this is something that, you know, would be a, a good foundation for people to start. Um, you know, I always believe in getting in that mindset at the beginning of the day, um, that mindset of gratitude. But um, we are, we're visual creatures, you know, and so if you, if you think about two people going in a room and presenting the same information and one is, you know, very stoic and they really don't look like they're happy to be there. And you take someone else who goes in and presents that same information and they're very radiant and very genuine and kind and, and patient. And you, and someone instinctively feels better in their presence. It is, it's like you bring a light into that room. Yeah. And the difference in the, how the person receives that information um, I can tell you that person who is happy and smiling and genuine um, and very pleasurable to be around will certainly get more attention and the person will retain so much more of what they said and a connection will be formed where on the, on the other extreme, it, it won't happen. Wow. Thank you. So just be kind, be kind, be kind, <laughs> be genuine, be authentic. you know, mm be thankful that you're there in that moment because someone didn't get that opportunity. Right. Yes. So, um, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, you know, and a lot of this, I, I speak from experience, but this is also something that we know, you know, there's data to back this up. Um, but you know, they say experience is not only a good teacher, it's a great persuader. Yeah. yeah I agree. So, um, and just learning, you know, um, Everybody's People may hear your words, but they feel your attitude. Yes. So, mm -hmm. it's positivity. How say, it's how you say it. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly right. I, I, we do really appreciate you and your wisdom and your knowledge and everything that you have to offer to us through this podcast. And uh, as we seek to be empowered communicators and connectors, people who value people and add value to people, we really. Um, continue to build and urge our listeners to continue to grow and seek growth because, uh, and be stre stretched to, you know, above their comfort zone so that they can, uh, they can grow and uh, they can communicate better. That's right. Uh, it's important to go above and beyond your words, you know, um, ex exceed expectations. Exceed expectations. So, Wow, thank you so much. And uh, our dear listeners, this is the end of our podcast today. And uh, the question for you is, what can I do to increase my value of others? How 
what can I do to increase my value of others? How can I connect with them better? All right. Thank you so much. This has been Flourish with Lori and John. To learn more about Lori, go to chooseflourish.com. You can also visit my website, leadershiptierconsulting.com. It has been a pleasure to be with you this evening. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.